It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Brenna Thompson, registered and licensed dietitian. And this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Every week we bring you information on how eating real food can dramatically change your life. I'm in studio today with Kate Crosby, certified nutrition practitioner. We both see clients in our North Oaks office and love teaching clients how real foods will dramatically improve their health and well-being. Good morning, Kate. Good morning, Brenna. Good morning, listeners. You know, before we get into today's topic, I want to share an amazing success story with our listeners. Cara, a recent client, not our fellow nutritionist, wanted to sleep better. She wanted to have fewer hot flashes, and she also wanted to lose about 10 pounds. So after following her eating plan that was specifically designed for her for four weeks, she came back and reported that not only were her hot flashes gone, she was sleeping. She had much more, she had more balanced moods. And, you know, she only lost four pounds. However, it was fine with her because she felt so differently in her clothes. Her body shape had changed. By cutting out sugar, Cara no longer feels bloated. She also said something very interesting. After about two weeks, food started to taste differently. Real foods began to taste better than the processed foods. And now, fortunately, her whole family is on board. That's a great story. It is such a great story. And it's so much easier to eat real foods when you're not the only one in the house doing it. Absolutely. And and they generally... Find out it tastes pretty good, too. It does. I know. A lot of times people come in and they're like, well, my family isn't going to eat these healthy foods, but we give them like the shepherd's pie, pie recipe. And you can't resist it. Yes. Or the turkey patties <laughs> and the whole family says, oh, Love this it. isn't so bad. Yes. And as you mentioned, cutting out sugar was an important part of Cara's success. And this leads right into today's topic of the sugar blues and the dangers of artificial sweeteners. Well, as many longtime listeners may know, we're not really big fans of sugar. No, definitely not. (laughs) That chronic consumption of processed carbs and refined sugar actually speeds up the aging process while leaving our brains working at a snail's pace. It's a different concept there. Yeah. Yeah. So we get older? We do get older. When we eat all that sugar? We do. When we start our day with apple cinnamon oatmeal Uh and then munch on granola bars for a snack, we're actually making our cells age faster while also making our brains work slower, which explains why if we started our day with apple cinnamon oatmeal... We're going to need a pumpkin latte. Oh, for sure. In the middle of the afternoon to keep our energy up. Oh, but what are you running on? You're running on sugar. Uh-huh. You're just fueling your body with sugar. Yeah. Well, according to Nora Gagaudas, certified nutrition specialist, and she's the author of Primal Body, Primal Mind, she says blood sugar issues are the number one influencing factor in mental health. 
especially with depression, depression being the most prominent mental health issue that's affected by those blood sugar issues. Right. And one reason for these poor moods associated with sugar is that when we eat high sugar foods, we trigger high insulin production from our pancreas. And excess sugar and insulin create something called advanced glycolytic end products. Oh, come on. (laughs) Advanced glycolytic end products, or AGEs for short. And they do just that. They increase inflammation in our brain and they age us. A-G-E. A-G-E. <laughs> Easy way to remember it. Yeah. They age us quickly. Yep. Well, remember, Brenna, when you and Jamie and Leah did that great show on October 4th of this year describing how processed carbs turn into sugar? Um, things like bagels and chips, chips and, and crackers and everything and crackers. we pick on. Yep. Um, and how all those processed carbs turn into sugar and then the negative effects that has on your body, like creating inflammation or aches and pains or maybe high blood pressure. Um, that was just a great show. It was a good show. Now, if we've been eating sugar for a long time, our body, not only are we creating these AGEs, yep. but we become depleted in many nutrients, several of which are needed for good moods. These nutrients include zinc, magnesium, folate, and all of our B vitamins. So sugar actually pulls these nutrients out of the body. It's kind of necessary for metabolizing sugar, all those minerals. So many people now realize that sugar isn't good for them. So they start eating foods that are sweetened with artificial sweeteners like Splenda or Aspartame. Mm -hmm. Now, while these artificial sweeteners may not have quite the same AGE-producing effects on the body that sugar does, they still interfere with our metabolism. And for many people, they interfere with their brain health. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for the rest of today's show, we'll be discussing three artificial sweeteners, aspartame, sucralose, and saccharin. Now, these fake sugars, or what I like to call sugar imposters, are found in a wide range of foods, including diet soda, flavored waters, crystal light, protein bars, some protein powders, cereal, yogurt, candy, chewing gum. Have a lot, a lot of, of people. Oh, yeah. Chewing gum. Don't I have a lot of clients who have a little wad just stuck in the back this, of their mouth at all times. So ask yourself, do I have chewing gum <laughs> right now? Yeah. But they're also found in salad dressings and mm. ice cream. It's just amazing. I couldn't believe it when I saw Splenda listed on the side of a Cocoa Pebbles box. <laughs> Cereal. Yeah. Yep. So let's start by talking about the most well-known sugar imposter, sucralose, uh, more commonly known as Splenda. Now, Splenda is 600 times sweeter than table sugar. And to me, that means that it is 600 times more addictive than sugar. Mm -hmm. And something that I found particularly entertaining while researching these artificial sweeteners was how many scientists accidentally or mistakenly ate these chemicals, which led to the discovery of their super sweet taste. Well, for instance, Splenda was discovered by a European scientist who was researching new ways to use sugar. And he was told to test his new sucralose molecule. But what he heard was to taste 
shit. <laughs> so he did. And guess what he discovered? That it was very, very sweet. I'm not sure that I would feel comfortable if someone told That's me, like, tasting. go taste it. Yep. I think I would have questioned that. But yep. while Splenda has not been shown to increase the risk for cancer, recent studies show that it may reduce the level of good bacteria in our digestive tract. And there was actually an article in the Star Tribune, I think last week or so, talking just about this. Because when we when they feed sucralose, mm-hmm. Splenda, to mice, this bacteria-killing side effect is believed to be the cause of them gaining weight. So we feed them a diet high in Splenda, and those little mice start to put on weight. Now, to us, this makes perfect, perfect sense. sense. We, we get it. Since we know that good bacteria is very important for our metabolism, and it's important to help prevent cravings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Splenda is found in over 1,500 different products, all the way from Pedialyte. Yep, that's what you give your kids when they're dehydrated after a bout of diarrhea or vomiting. Mm-hmm. And that has sucralose in it. Uh, Splenda is found in cookies, lean pockets. Everything, it seems like. Yeah, another reason we believe Splenda actually slows metabolism is due to its chemical structure. And Splenda is made from sugar, but it does contain three added chlorine molecules. And chlorine is very damaging to the thyroid, and low thyroid function can lead to weight gain. Yeah, so I think it's about time to go to break here. All righty. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Maybe we've already got you wondering, how are you going to get through the rest of the holiday season without too much sugar? Well, it's really easier than you think. The one thing, for instance, that you can do before heading off to that ugly sweater party tonight. Always a good time. (laughs) Make sure you've eaten a balanced snack. So what does that mean? Well, how about one or two beef sticks for the protein and some celery and cream cheese for the carb and fat? Now, that snack's going to prevent you from walking in that door famished and heading straight for the crackers, cookie, or eggnog. You know, we've hoped you've got questions for us today, so give us a call at 651-641-1071. I can't stop with one. Are you a person that can't stop with one, one cookie, one brownie, one bowl of cereal? Does out-of-control eating leave you bloated and frustrated, feeling unworthy and embarrassed? You may say to yourself, why can't I control my food when my relationships are fine, my job is great, and I'm not worrying about money? How could I get my eating and weight under control when I continue to overeat? Nutritional Weight and Wellness understands that compulsive eating is not a character defect or an emotional problem. It is a chemical imbalance that can be corrected. If you need help getting your eating under control, schedule a private consultation with a caring, knowledgeable nutritionist. You may be surprised that when you follow a plan that balances your biochemistry, you no longer eat compulsively. Call Nutritional Weight and Wellness today at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com to schedule an appointment at an office convenient for you or arrange a phone consultation. Learn how nutrition can be your solution for compulsive eating. That's weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Brenna Thompson, registered and licensed dietitian. Have you ever wondered how much sugar is in your favorite holiday pie? Or did you want to just not ever think about it? Yeah, right. 
Well, I looked at several pies from some favorite chain restaurants because you can find that information right on their website. No, you can. Yes. And at the bottom of the list was pumpkin pie with about 11 teaspoons of sugar per slice. In the mm. middle was apple pie with about 12 to 19 teaspoons of sugar oh. per slice. You know, depending upon is it like a single crust or a double, double crust, crust or, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff with the crumbly things. Mm-hmm. But the pie containing the most sugar is pecan pie Whoa. with 22 teaspoons oh, wow. of sugar in just one slice. That's not going to make you feel very good. No, that's no. almost as much sugar as you need in a day. Uh, not that you need sugar, sugar but, but like carbs, carbohydrates. carbohydrates yeah. Yes. So to figure this out, you just look at the total number of carbohydrates, divide it by four, and that'll tell you how many teaspoons of sugar are in that piece of, of pie. pie. Yes. Now, instead of pie, because I'm not saying that you're going to go through the holidays without a little something. Yep. But instead of pie, saute some sliced apples and pears in butter, throw on a little cinnamon or apple pie spice, mm-hmm. and then top it with some real whipped cream. It's a favorite of mine. Yeah, and instead of 22 teaspoons, you'll end up with just three teaspoons of sugar, and it's only the natural fructose that happened to be in the apples and the pear. Right. Versus all the added stuff. That added white stuff. Right. And we do have a caller this morning. Okay. Good morning, Miss Amelia. Hi. Hi. You have a question for us? Yes, you guys were talking about Splenda earlier, and I was wondering what you guys had to say about Stevia. So, we like Stevia, especially the pure pure Stevia. Stevia. (laughs) That hasn't been shown to have the same insulin spiking effects as some of the other artificial sweeteners. And for a lot of people, they don't seem to be quite as, like, drawn to it. It's not, yeah. Yeah, as addictive. It's just a simple herb. Right. Um, you can even grow it in your garden. And mm-hmm. Now, we are we particularly like the brand Sweet Leaf because it's just straight stevia. Right. Versus some of the other ones or brands on the market have added ingredients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of our take on stevia. Okay, great. Thanks. You're very welcome. Yep, bye-bye. Now, before break, we had been talking about Splenda, as Miss Amelia pointed out, and we know that, as the commercials tell us, Splenda is made from sugar. Yep. But. But. but, It has three chlorine molecules added, and that is upsetting to the thyroid. It's very upsetting to the thyroid, and a symptom of low thyroid function is depression and anxiety. So it's not hard to imagine how a diet high in Splenda might cause low moods. Now, first, maybe people are unhappy because their intake of Splenda caused them to have fewer good bacteria in their digestive tract to help them make their happy brain chemicals. Well, we know that you need bifido, for instance, one of those good bacteria to make bifido, uh, to make neurotransmitters or serotonin. Right. Second, the lack of good bacteria could be causing cravings and weight gain. Because if you don't have enough serotonin, sometimes you have terrific cravings. <laughs> terrific or horrific. Horrific. <laughs> yeah. horrific cravings. And if we have cravings, it's hard to say no to some of those holiday baked goods. Those pies. Those pies, yes. Or maybe 
your thyroid isn't working at the right pace, and now you feel anxious because your thyroid's been blocked with the chlorine Mm -hmm. from the Splenda. Yep. And we feel anxious, and then we feel depressed because our thyroid isn't working and we're gaining weight. Yep. Very common when the thyroid is affected to gain weight. Um, You know, since all artificial sugars are usually found in processed foods, people who eat them frequently are still depleting their body of good mood nutrients, things like magnesium, zinc, and folate, which is a B vitamin. And Splenda has been shown to cause migraine headaches, heart palpitations, itchy skin, digestive issues, It's hear just about those. Yeah. nasty stuff. There are really very few studies that are done on humans and sucralose or Splenda intake, but there are many, many rat studies done with Splenda. But I'm and, not a rat. No, but <laughs> some similarities, I guess. One of them showed that rats experienced a 40% decrease in their thymus gland function. Now, a thymus gland is really important for immune function. So eating Splenda or drinking Splenda could make us much more susceptible to infections like the flu or cold. Things we don't want to get. And No way. So that's Splenda. So there's, there's Splenda. one of our artificial sweeteners we're going to talk about today. Right. But the oldest sugar imposter artificial sweetener is saccharin. And it's been around since 1879. Wow. That's a long time. When a diabetes researcher at Johns Hopkins University happened to lick his hand at supper. (laughs) Apparently he didn't wash up before he left (laughs) the laboratory and discovered that the compound he had been working with that day was very sweet. So if I'm at a restaurant, I can find saccharin in those pink packets, and it goes by the name of Sweet and Low. It's about 300 times sweeter than sugar. And usually when compounds are hundreds of times sweeter than sugar, you don't need very much of them to sweeten your food. And that's why they're often referred to as having no calories. They're right. Very few. It's like these artificial sweeteners, we either, they're so sweet, we just barely use any of it, Little. or some of them we don't really absorb Correct. very well. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that's why they don't, they're considered caloric like content. caloric intake mm-hmm. content. Yes. Now, even though saccharin was invented specifically for use in the diabetic population, Studies as far back as the 1970s, so about 100 years after it was invented, (laughs) show that its consumption is actually correlated with weight gain in both humans and rats. Interesting. In a research review done at Yale University, researchers found that artificial sweeteners do not activate the food reward pathway in the brain the same way natural sweeteners do. They actually trick your brain. And therefore, you want to continue eating carbohydrate-dense foods or sweet foods to try to satisfy the craving. That's part of the reason they may be so addictive. And I think we should come back to that concept. Mm -hmm. We do have another caller that I'm going to take. Good morning. We have another Miss Amelia. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. What's your question? question Oh, I have a question regarding um, the thyroid and, and... the artificial sweeteners effect on that will um, the effects of artificial artificial sweeteners show up on a regular TSH panel um, that a doctor would run? That's a really interesting question, and I'm gonna maybe say no, but possibly yes. 
What are your thoughts, Kate? Um, I'm thinking somewhere it's going to have to show up somehow. I would think it would have to show up somehow. I I can't tell you as T T four and T three not not being in the proper range and maybe maybe affecting how you activate your T three. Yeah, that's. I'm kind of thinking maybe the TSH could potentially be normal, like one of these cases where the TSH is normal, but you might see kind of like some subclinical low T3, T4 mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that there are any studies that that have actually looked at that yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Do you have a question about your thyroid? No, I don't um, actually. Well, actually, my thyroid always comes back normal, um, but my body's all messed up. Um, and so I never really believe it. And oh. um, I don't I don't eat fake sugar or um, imposter sugar, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I know that my diet could radically be uh, shifted. Um, but I'm just wondering, was just wondering about that. So maybe there's a study for you guys to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. You know, Miss Amelia, I would say if you're having some symptoms of low thyroid and you kind of feel like maybe your diet should be a little better, make an appointment with one of the nutritionists, and we can get you feeling better very quickly. Um, would that work for my teenage son as well? Yep. Yes. You Perfect. bet. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much. You're you very welcome. Have a great day. You, you too. too. So, so, you know, it's almost time to go to break here, but, you know, Kate, you were just talking about how these artificial sweeteners, we eat them, and then it's like our body doesn't recognize that it's, it's sweet. It, 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 it tastes sweet, but we don't get the satisfaction in the brain somehow of having eaten anything sweet. Exactly. And, and so as a result, we still want that sweet um, to, to do something to our brain. Yeah. It's the, us, I can't stop with one. Yeah. And, yes. make a, and that, that becomes, uh, can create such an addiction. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll take a break now. Yep. Um, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I've got a little quiz for you to consider before we go to break. Which artificial sweetener is made from coal tar? Ew. And are you glad to know that? (laughs) Is it Splenda, Equal, or Sweet and Low? So when we come back, Brenda's going to tell us what the answer is. But if you've got any questions for us today about food or supplements or sweeteners, give us a call at 651-641-641. 1071. We'll be right back. You just have to get up, get up, get up, get up. You don't have to change a single thing. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before a break, Kate gave a little quiz. Which artificial sweetener is made from coal tar? Well, the answer is saccharin, a.k.a. sweet and low. Now, if you need some support, quitting sugar or artificial sweeteners, let me suggest our Nutrition for Weight Loss class. This 12-week series will be starting in January in all of our offices, including our new Mendota Heights location. So for specific dates and times and to sign up, simply call our office at 651-699-3438 or look at those dates and register online at weightandwellness.com. Our... Nutritional consultation is a part of this class fee, the Nutrition for Weight Loss class. So you'll get to sit down with a nutritionist for an individualized eating plan. You'll review all your reasons for your cravings. They'll be explained scientifically and biochemically. You'll learn about why you've gained weight, 
and you'll get tons of suggestions for each meal and snack to eat throughout the day. You don't have to do it by yourself. No. No. And we have lots of callers here, so I'm just going to go ahead and start. All right. Good morning, Miss Kathy. You have a question for us? Yes, thank you. I will. I'll ask the question and then I'll take the answer off the off the off the air. Okay. Um, I eat the the weight and wellness way about ninety seven ninety five percent of the time, and I I am gluten free. I guess I should say ninety five percent of the time, but I do binge now and then, and I'm just always curious. Sometimes that that sugar binge will not affect me a whole lot, and sometimes it will affect me, you know, for days. So. When I binge, I'm always curious how long it's taking my body to process my binge. And, you know, I sometimes ask myself, does my body, does my body say that, okay, you've been, you know, you eat well, you know, most of the time, so we're going to take care of this very quickly and it's not going to, not going to be a big deal or not. I'm always curious about that. I don't know if you, you know, if you have an answer for that, but. Kathy, can you stay on the line for a sec? Yeah, stay on the line for a second, Kathy. Um, what that's... do you binge on? Yeah. Well, it's when I visit my mother, who is a wonderful um, homemade raised donut maker and angel food cake and cookies. She's a wonderful baker, and I binge on that stuff. I binge on pastry and cake and donuts. So it's like when Very you rarely. don't have it in the house, it's not a temptation. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, so often, you know, there are so many different reasons for for binging and cravings. I mean, possibly when you're at your mother's house, your blood sugar is not balanced. And that's a, you know, you've, you've got to have balanced blood sugar to basically resist. Say no. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that totally. It's usually when, when I'm not eating, you know. Yeah. Balance. Well, I think exactly. you you got your answer there. <laughs> so, there you go. uh, so when you go to your bombs, I'm you... just I'm just always curious how, or maybe it's different with everybody, but how long does it take to to get that all that sugar that I've just had for sometimes just you know all day long? How long is it really taking for my body inside to just get back to where it was before that? And maybe that's a very individual thing. I would say it's Uh, probably very individual, but I'm also thinking it depends upon exactly what you had to eat and then maybe what other actual real foods you had along with it. And that's probably part of the reason why sometimes you recover faster than others. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So interesting question. Thank you very much, Kathy. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And I'm going to go right into our next one here. Good morning, Miss Kim. Good morning. You have a question for us? Hello, Miss Kim. Hello. Hi. Hi. You have a question for Kate and I? Yes. I'm very intrigued with the whole artificial sweetener um, issue. I'm a nurse, and, of course, I've, you know, heard how terrible it is for you. Um, All these little bottles of stuff that you, you know, water enhancers, and stuff like that. Is is there an alternative to that that would have stevia in it versus? Oh, somehow we. Yeah, I think we. She. I understand what her question is. Yes, there are. We have the sweet leaf stevia drops, which are just the extract of stevia, and they have. We have a bunch of different flavors. We've got berry and lemon, lemon and, and vanilla cream and, and chocolate, chocolate and hazelnut and. I know we don't have them in office, but I've also seen that they do have um, a couple soda flavors. Hmm. 
So mm. I know some people have bought those and then they add them to like club soda, club soda. <clears throat> and they make their own little soda drink. Or I've even had clients who use their soda stream at home and add some of those to it. So, yes, there are things out there that you can add that are not toxic. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Good question. And let's take one more caller here. Good morning, Leah. You have a question? Yeah. Um, I recently went gluten-free um, from one of my nutritionists at Nutritionist and Weight and Wellness. And um, as I was uh, preparing a lot of desserts this year for Thanksgiving, I noticed a, um ingredient, um, and I'm not sure if it's an artificial sweetener, and I'm not mm. sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but xylitol or xylitol. xylitol. Yes. Yes. How, what is that, and is that in replace of sugar or how does that, you know, affect the body? Cause my friend just, her son just got diagnosed with diabetes at two and she asked me like, what is it in his birthday cake and, and how does that affect the body? So xylitol is a sugar alcohol. Okay. And, and for some people it can cause gastric problems, bloating, diarrhea. Because the sugar alcohols, they're not absorbed. So they pretty much just kind of go through you to some extent uh, and that's okay. why they can cause some yeah. GI symptoms for the two-year-old with the birthday cake I you know I would really recommend because not only is it the sugar but you're also looking at the carbs the flour and and, and yeah. whatnot so that's where I really like our coconut flour cookbook mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. have in our offices because that really helps people learn how to make lower carb low sugar Dessert, dessert stuff for mm-hmm. those special occasions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Does that great. give you? Does that answer your question there? Yeah, it does. Okay. Good. Great. Thanks right. for the call. Thank you. Now, you know, I think we've got a couple people on the line, but I know we want to get through a little more information here. But the thing is, constantly eating foods containing Splenda, aspartame, and saccharin will lead to imbalanced blood sugars. Just because your cereal and granola bars and frozen meals are sugar-free, they're not carbohydrate-free. True. And that's kind of where I was going with that, the recommendation to buy the coconut flour yes. cookbook because coconut flour is very low in carbs. Exactly. But these, you know, carbohydrate foods with these artificial, artificial sweeteners, sweeteners. Yep, mm-hmm. they keep us on that blood sugar roller coaster. And as we discussed earlier, that's going to create these AGEs, the accelerated glycolytic end products that age us. And all these AGEs continue to inflame the brain, and that's going to cause low moods and brain fog or memory loss. And we do have some time here. Let's take one more caller because we had a whole lineup of them. That's very exciting. Good morning, Miss Bonnie. You have a question? Um, Two, if you have time. One was, um, I've seen something called monk sugar. Yes. Yep, I've seen it. I wondered what that was. And the other question was, can you, if you're not diabetic, is there, can you test your blood sugar to see if it's balanced with a diabetic tester or how how would you? Yeah, yep. So, yes, I've seen the monk fruit extracts. Um, I think it can also go by the name of Lohan Goo. Yeah. And I haven't really... I've s- never tried it. I haven't tried it. Um, well, I guess I have in a couple of protein bars. Hmm. Um, but 
you know, I I don't know a whole lot about it. It seems to be kind of like the stevia where it's more of an extract from a plant. So um, what its effect is on blood sugars or people's sugar cravings, I don't know yet. I'm not sure either. But yes, even if you don't have diabetes, you can test your blood sugars. A lot of people, if they're kind of in that insulin resistant or pre-diabetic stage, they will notice after a meal high in carbs, their blood sugars are going to be high and they're going to stay high. Now, maybe not as high as someone with diabetes, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be coming back into those normal ranges of, you know, about somewhere in the 80s, like yeah. someone without insulin resistance would. So, so does that help you out there, Miss Bonnie? Um, yeah. I, what What would be the normal range you would want if you test your blood and then... Um, and how soon would you test it after you eat? So someone with normal blood sugars, if they eat a meal, they will see a little bit of a spike. Like, you know, for myself, I got to do this once or twice mm. and played around with a glucometer and I ate a huge bowl of pasta. And about 15 minutes later, my blood sugars were about 114. Which isn't very Which isn't high. that that extraordinarily high. And then within another 15 minutes, I tested and I was back down at about 85. Wow. That's okay, how it should work. Someone who's insulin resistant would notice that their blood sugars might be in the 130s, 150s, 180s. And then they can keep testing that over the course of like two hours. And they're going to see that they're not coming back down under 100. Okay. Yes. So thank you for your call, Miss Bonnie. We do have to go to break here. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Did you know that the holidays are the time of year when heart attack rates increase? A large number of people also experience depression at this time of year. So do you think it's possible that these two symptoms, depression and heart disease, are related? Well, we believe they are. As nutrition specialists, we know that sugar such as the sugar found in cookies or fudge or cocktails or that jello salad. All that sugar is inflammatory to our brain and arteries. And so all that sugar over the holidays may set you up for a heart attack or a bout of depression. If you suffer from high blood pressure or high cholesterol, depression, anxiety, or memory loss, let me suggest making an appointment with a nutritionist right away. Don't wait another week or month or year. With the right balance of nutrients, we can help you feel tip-top before the snow melts. So just give us a call at the office to set up an appointment at 651-699-3438. We'll be right back. Want to bring the great information you hear each week on Dishing Up Nutrition to your workplace? Well, you can. Nutritional Weight and Wellness teaches classes at companies all over the Twin Cities. Whether your office is large or small, they have a class that's right for you. Choose a popular lunch and learn class, such as Foods for Great Energy, Stress-Busting Foods, or the Food Mood Connection. Longer classes like Nutrition for Memory and Focus are perfect for wellness days. These fun and formative classes help you make good nutrition choices at work and at home. What happens 
happens when you and your coworkers eat healthier foods. Employees notice increased energy, focus, and stable moods. Employers notice less absenteeism, higher productivity, and improved management of chronic conditions. A healthy workplace leads to healthier, happier employees. Plus, it's easier to make good choices or lose weight with the support of coworkers. To bring nutrition classes to your office, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Kate and I have been discussing sugar and artificial sweeteners and their effect on our brain health today. If you've eaten a diet high in processed carbs and artificial sweeteners, there is a good chance you are low in good mood nutrients, such as magnesium, zinc, folate, and other B vitamins. If this sounds like you, let me suggest our twice-a-day multivitamin. It's high in several B vitamins, as well as folic acid and zinc. Even though you have to take two capsules, not just one, they will help provide your body with these important nutrients. Now, you're probably still going to need a little extra magnesium, such as our magnesium glycinate. But 200 to 400 milligrams each day will help you begin to kick those chocolate chip cookie and fudge cravings. We carry both the twice-a-day multi and the magnesium glycinate in our offices. So stop in today and pick some up for yourself. Or you can order online at weightandwellness.com. And I have to say, I used to be a chocoholic. Oh, you did? I did. I uh-huh. remember laying on the couch and I looked at Ryan one night and I said, doesn't a chocolate ice cream sundae with chocolate brownie <laughs> and chocolate fudge sound delicious? And then I started taking magnesium. Oh, and not so much chocolate in now the house? Now it's like, you know, we can have it in the house because I do like a little dark mm-hmm. chocolate, but mm-hmm. one little square, you know, and it's kind of like, ah, do I really want it? You're satisfied. I'm satisfied. Interesting. Yes. You were a classic case of low magnesium. You bet. Now, the third sugar imposter we are discussing today is aspartame, also known as equal or NutraSweet. And when it comes to poor moods, there's a lot of research correlating aspartame intake to depression. Aspartame is one of the newer artificial sweeteners being invented in 1967 when James Schlater accidentally licked his finger while working on an anti-ulcer drug. (laughs) Well, well. Aspartame is about 200 times sweeter than sugar, which probably makes it 200 times more addictive than sugar. And maybe that is why people are so grumpy Mm -hmm. when we suggest they give up their diet soda and crystal light. Both beverages are sweetened with aspartame. Yeah. You know, there's another study um, from this year that reported that adults consuming a diet high in aspartame demonstrated more irritable moods and more depression compared to when they were not consuming aspartame. And so there yet, you go again. there we go again. And yet another study from 1993 showed that adults with depression experienced more severe symptoms when consuming aspartame. Wow. So the question is, why does aspartame have such a negative effect on our mood? Well, there's an even older study from 1987 that showed that mice experienced a decrease in serotonin. That's that feel-good neurotransmitter that makes you feel calm but happy. Mm-hmm. And when they were fed aspartame for 30 days. And serotonin is our good mood brain chemical. When we do not have enough of it, 
we tend to be depressed and crave processed carbohydrates, such as cereal, cookies, bread, chips, and popcorn. You betcha. So if we don't want cravings and we want good moods and high metabolism, we should, of course, avoid sugar. But as we now know, we also need to avoid artificial sweeteners, including Splenda, Aspartame, and Saccharin. And we've got time here. Let's go ahead and take a caller. Sure. Good morning, Miss Sherry. You have a question? Yes. Um, a couple of questions real quick. I do have sweet and low, but I only use it for my coffee in the morning. I mean, isn't it like the old saying, in moderation? I mean, is it going to kill me if I just use it for my coffee? Mm. Well, my thinking is... Boy, I'd substitute it. <laughs> I would substitute it. <laughs> I, I would okay. get something else. Yeah. It's, but, you know, if you, it's one of those. It's like, do we want okay health or do we want optimal health? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if yeah. we know that it's, you know, doing negative things to our body, why would we still want to consume it? Okay. And then also um, sugar in the raw. You're, uh, that's uh, what's your uh, thought on that? Sugar, sugar is sugar is sugar. Okay, sugar, <laughs> sugar, sugar. Okay, it will so still. Why would they even come up with that if it's because it's it sounds healthy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why they would come up with it. It's just sugar. So thank okay, you, Sherry. Well, thank you. And we've got time here, go so ahead. I'm going to go with. Oh, I think, I think our other caller just dropped off the line. Oh, that's unfortunate. So, you know, to combat these sugar cravings because that's what we hear a lot about yep clients come in and they have horrible sugar cravings or they're craving food sweetened yes. with artificial sweeteners and the key is making sure that they're eating balanced meals and balanced snacks throughout the day throughout the day so uh you know just starting your day off with a balanced breakfast not having the cereal, cereal because we know that things like special k that's sweetened with Splenda, and it's all carbs. Oh, Kate's looking at it. She didn't know that one. <laughs> yes, but that's not going to keep your blood sugars balanced. So, Kate, what could we have instead? How about a couple eggs and some spinach sautéed and some butter, maybe a handful of blueberries? That sounds delicious. And, oh, I think our caller came back. Maybe. I don't know. If, yep. Okay. Here we go. Good morning. Uh, I don't have a name here, but you have a question for us? Yes, I'm wondering about organic coconut palm sugar. Hmm. Kate, have you seen that one yet? I've seen it. Um, I don't, I've never used it. Well, the belief is that, well, I don't know if it's a belief, or I think some of the studies have shown that the coconut palm sugar doesn't have quite the same, like, blood sugar spiking, insulin spiking properties that just regular sugar does. I've done a little baking with it. It comes out just fine, um, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend Use using lots of it, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, particularly if someone's trying to lose weight, yep. control their blood sugars, yep. um, you know, but it could be a good Transition transitional product. Okay. I use some with egg whites and the sugar and spices and mix it with nuts and bake it so I can have a few sweet nuts as a treat mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. sounds all right that sounds all right you know that would be great to put out as a little holiday treat treat mm -hmm. yes no that sounds good so okay. 
Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Now, we've just got a few seconds here, and, you know, again, we just really want to stress the importance of eating, you know, your real proteins, real carbs, real fats in balance so that we don't crave these foods. Absolutely. Create a balanced mood. Yes. Create balanced blood sugar. um, And eat real foods. Yes. Not, you know, these sugar, these artificial sweeteners, they're artificial our bodies don't need them. It's a chemical. So yep. even in moderation, I don't think it's... I don't either. No. It's no, a good idea. <laughs> and we find that for a it's lot of our clients, they just continue to trigger cravings. More, more sugar, more, more cravings. sugar cravings. Yes. yes. So have a wonderful weekend to all of our listeners. Thank you. All its petals on me. Life I love you. All is groovy. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.